What's going on guys? Welcome to another episode of Tasty Tuesday and Tasty Loot Gaming, the show where we talk about gaming news. My name is Seth and a couple quick reminders to download and play Sims 4 and Bioshock Collection both off for free on PlayStation Plus throughout February. Make sure to download those, play those, come back at the end of the month for Plus Club. Let us know what you thought of those games, those many games. That's Bioshock Collection, three games, and then Sims 4, play those, and let us know what you thought of those games. We'll let you know what we thought of them. And our game of the month randomly picked is Monster Hunter World, a very welcome game amongst this community. I've already been playing it. Make sure to play that. Come back at the end of the month for game of the month, and we'll discuss that as well. I'm sure a lot of you are still already playing it as well. We have a Discord link down below. You can talk to us anytime, all time. We're on iTunes, Spotify, and other podcast platforms if you prefer to listen to us. So, Tasty Tuesday, getting back into the normal shit. Uh, I got two bits of news to talk about. One is something that I did not have a chance to talk about when it was originally brought up, similar to our Final Fantasy VII remake trailer reaction we just put out. Make sure to watch that as well catching up on content because last week was fucking crazy a week that i put a lot of content out as well so maybe i'm just putting out more content this year every week which uh let me know if that's a problem and uh i'll remedy that quick with all that said let's just jump into the first bit of news which is some resident evil 8 news uh resident evil 8 apparently has been leaked uh now let's take this with a grain of salt everything that's said but it is very interesting so i figured it'd be interesting to talk about uh via ccn.com which i am not familiar with but i picked them because their format was better than the usual suspects i, I looked at a couple of the websites like uh ah shit i forgot wasn't GameSpot. It was one of them, and uh, they they had a lot to say that was that was not interesting to me. So, going with this website, uh, it says this Resident Evil 8 leak is going viral, and boy, will it disappoint you! Uh, Resident Evil 8 rumors are heating up, and fans of the series will be disappointed by what the newest leaks are claiming about the game. This person really seems uh, hell bent on letting you know that people are disappointed with this. Uh, in bullet points, it says Resident Evil 8 may bring back Ethan from Resident Evil 7, who is the pro protagonist of the uh, last um, numbered game. Uh, it also says, along with the first person view, there's talk that zombies will be returning with this entry, and the game may not even use 8 in the title. So, why are we calling it Resident Evil 8? It could just be a side project. Uh, if you're a fan of the series, you'd better hope this leak isn't accurate. Oh man, I, I, I hate that because you could be a fan of the series. I know people who like 7 and want this to be accurate. This is why I hate when people report. They, this side I don't know about, but when people report on gaming, they insert so much fucking their own opinions into it. It's just like, just give me the fucking news. Um, Major Resident Evil 8 leaks are starting to spread, but fans of the horror series might not like... Dude, you keep talking about this shit. Resident Evil leak... Resident Evil... 8 may copy the worst part of Resident Evil 7. The alleged Resident Evil 8 leaks that the newest entry in the series outside remakes is going to are going back to the first person perspective that was used in Resident Evil 7. So there's some info. It's going back to first person. That seems like a strange choice considering the use of third person camera in Resident Evil 2 and 3 remakes. The fans are and many fans aren't happy. Uh, this is already interesting because Resident Evil 7, which is a new modern numbered Resident Evil uh, at this point is what Capcom has set to be the standard whether you like it or not and they could change that and honestly I kind of hope they do I do like third person better but for them 
to continue with that with the newer iterations uh, would not be a strange choice in my opinion. Uh, although the remakes going back to uh, third person um, over the shoulder uh, in two and three is awesome, and I hope the next Resident Evil is like that. Um, like they said, if they don't make a Resident Evil eight, a numbered Resident Evil, and they make an offshoot. It, it, it actually would work perfectly. They could just say seven moved on into this direction with story, and and now those ones are first person, and that'd be completely fine. Um, I guess I could just read that guy's fucking tweet. Uh, that guy's tweet, Nibble Nibble, uh, says that Ethan from Seven is the protagonist. Uh, it's gonna be first person, zombies return, new enemy type, werewolves, uh, new stalker enemy type. Chris Redfield will return in some form. With the sad face, first person, dot, 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 very... Mm. Uh, the first person view may fit better with the game's story, which the leak claims will focus on Ethan, the main character of Resident Evil 7. If you are going to continue his story, it would make sense to keep it first person. Uh, just because we already kind of interacted with him as a character in the first person. And uh, outside of my preference of third person, everything else about that game was done very well. I, really, I mean, it's a fucking gorgeous game. That's a game you want to be up close looking at. Uh, Chris Redfield may return in the game as well, but the rumors don't say in what capacity, which is interesting. Spoiler alert, he shows up in 7 for a split second. Uh, I won't go in any further than that. Other interesting tidbits from these Resident Evil 8 rumors include the return of zombies, which I very much welcome, as well as the new wolf-like enemies instead of the molded from RE7, which were a cool enemy type interesting but i just really love them zombies another new addition may be phantom female monster that stalks the player and can be diverted with attacks uh which is something we've seen in games before it's kind of a cool uh mechanic kind of reminds me of mr x from uh resident Evil 2 remake and uh fucking evil thin 2 had this really cool uh reoccurring um ghost enemy that you'd run into that i really thought was neat uh, really creepy at first. You're like, oh shit, what's happening? Um, I don't know if they're going to go back into it, so I'm just going to talk about it right now. The wolf-like enemies is interesting. Um, people keep saying werewolves, and if they can do it in a way that's not super cheesy, I say try it, maybe in a more mutated Resident Evil way, not like a fucking people transform in the full moon way. That'd be really dorky and take me out of it. Uh, originally, when they were before they made Devil May Cry and they're working on Resident Evil Four, they had all these ideas of making Resident Evil more paranormal, and they they were really shuffling around all these fucking ideas of what to do with Resident Evil, and uh, they ended up making Devil May Cry instead, uh, and that's where they took those crazy paranormal ideas. Um, but then Resident Evil Four was also um, it originally was being built just like the original Resident Evils with the uh, tank controls and all that stuff, but then they made it more third-person action-y. And, uh, yeah, those ideas originally spread off into other ideas, so it'd be interesting to kind of return to that a bit, although I think they need to be really careful because uh, this is, even though Resident Evil 4 was awesome, Devil May Cry was awesome, these branched off into things like Resident Evil 5 and 6, which are... Uh, not as big of um, successes, I guess, uh, amongst the community as, as prior games. So uh, they'd be really careful with uh, with diverting too much. I know you don't want to be stagnant, but you just brought Resident Evil fucking back. Let's just stay with what we got a little bit. Evolve it slowly. Don't don't start going ghosts and fucking werewolves and shit. Um, but we'll see what happens. I'm for it if they can do it in a cool way, which I know is vague, but. Uh, 
just be careful. Be careful with the, those ideas. Uh, the new Resident Evil could be part of a spin-off series, finally. These RE8 rumors claim that the game may not use a numerical title, which I think would be the responsible way to make this game. The leaker didn't explain why, but it's possible that Capcom wants to separate Resident Evil 7 out into its own spin-off series. That makes sense because the first-person perspective isn't the norm for the franchise. So if 7 is absolute canon, which it is, and it continues the story, but they want to continue that part of the overall Resident Evil story into its own thing, it would make sense to make a spin-off series in my opinion. It still gets to maintain being seven because now it's introduced a new aspect to the whole universe and a story, uh, and the story. And I think that that would probably be the way to go, especially if you're gonna maintain the first person perspective. You can now just kind of go, well, the Resident Evil 7 story carries on into this, this spin-off series. And so if you're really into Resident Evil or you really liked Resident Evil 7, continue that story, but know that this isn't what Resident Evil is now. I think that'd be the perfect way to do it. Uh, let's see, into its own spin-off series. That makes sense because the first person perspective isn't the norm for the franchise. Well, it could be now if they decided to. Uh, not saying it's good or bad, just saying if Capcom goes, it's a first person series now, which they did with Seven, um, that, that, that's what it is then. The events in Resident Evil 7 feel completely disconnected from the rest of the games. I agree. The ghostly woman who follows the player and possible werewolves may be further signs of a spin-off series. Yes, but if that's canon, that really changes things a lot. Um, I guess not so much from uh, frog people, fucking giant dudes with bladed hands, uh, fucking zombies, um, uh, zombie birds, uh, mold that attacks you. I mean, but, the, but because those are such classical tropes, ghosts and werewolves, we're going into a direction that uh, you gotta you gotta keep it within the Resident Evil universe and not make it feel like some fairy tale bullshit. Uh, let's see. Do fans really want Ethan and FPS gameplay back? Uh, according to this one tweet, all fans thought uh, no. Um, yeah, so... Aside from the opinions that they have on this, uh, I think this is really interesting, and I think there possibly could be some validity to this. Um, like I said before, they've already flirted with the idea of doing ghosts and paranormal type stuff in prior Resident Evils. Uh, to return to that so quick, I think, is uh, irresponsible, uh, unless they do it responsibly. I don't know if they're gonna, though, uh, just because it is quite the jump, and we just got Resident Evil back as a brand. I finally feel comfortable saying I love Resident Evil again. And so if they go fucking crazy with it, they could instantly lose me, which sucks. Unless they do it awesome. I don't know what their plan is. I gotta see. Ethan as a protagonist uh, was fine. He kind of reminded me more of like a, not quite, but like, you know, he's more like a normal, like Silent Hill-esque protagonist in the sense that he's just a dude thrust into a situation. Um... So he's fine, but uh, but for Resident Evil, Resident Evil's got these like iconic characters that are all like these strong fucking um, uh, anti bioweapon fighting people, and uh, you know Ethan could be thrown into that, I guess, but he doesn't have like the background of being like in Stars or some kind of uh, you know company or spy or something like that. So uh, it, it would be interesting to see where he goes, and it would make sense to carry on his story since he. Um, was part of uh, 
the seven or seven story um zombies returning i really hope so i would love to see that specifically if we're going back to first person i'd love to see that in first person uh just i was so impressed with the re engine in resident Evil 7 re engine in fucking uh remake uh resident Evil 2 remake and uh to to see zombies rendered in first person would be so fucking cool Stalker enemy type I think would be really neat, although I think they got to come up with something that explains some kind of incorporeal, ethereal entity existing, because that's... You can mutate something, and that's fine, but if we start going into, like, the fucking... the Phantom Realm, um, I, I need that explained a little more, just because we haven't really had that introduced too much uh, outside of possibly, like, some kind of... Uh, hallucination or something some drug induced thing i don't know so i'm not super on it but it could be done well werewolves just make it work just if you literally take wolves and they got mutated with human and they're like a hybrid I, i'll buy it you know keep it mutant shit don't don't i don't want to be watching humans come up and then fucking go whoa and fucking like change and have hair coming out of them and stuff unless unless it's really like gross and, and creepy and maybe someone got injected with some stuff and then it turns them into that kind of like zombies I don't know, just just be careful with that shit by the way i just woke up so my fucking my howl at the moon while i was looking down the keyboard not my best could have been a lot better believe me could have been a lot better first person i can take it i can leave it i do prefer third person 100 percent, 100 percent. i love what they did with resident Evil 2 remake i love what they're doing with resident Evil 3 remake uh, Resident Evil 4 played awesome. Um, I love the Evil Within series. The same uh, principle, essentially. Same concept. Um, so I would prefer that. But it does make sense to go first person if they already decided to dive into it. If they make it into a side project. Uh, 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 kind of like a B storyline. I think that would be where the money should like would be. Like That's where I put my money. That's where they should do it. Because... It would just make way more sense. So, anyway, let me know in the comments what do you guys think about the Resident Evil 8 leaks. Do you think these are real? Do you think they're not real? They sound pretty legit. Uh, what do you think about the werewolves? What do you think about this new stalker ghost chick? Uh, what do you think about zombies returning? What do you think about first person? Do you prefer that? Do you not prefer that? Uh, what do you think about Ethan as a character? Did you beat 7? Did you like 7? Did you hate 7? Do you think it's too much of a departure? Do you think it's actually uh, kind of revitalizes everything and it's, and it's fucking cool? And what do you think about seeing Chris Redfield come back? I don't have an opinion on that because he was so like not important to seven he's more like a cameo that i, I it just doesn't mean anything to me let me know everything you think about in the comments below second bit of news is some more cyberpunk 2077 news with cyberpunk 2077 has around 75 side quests core loop will kind of feel similar to witcher 3 this is via game debate it's on a couple other sites too uh so we're just gonna jump into this whole bunch of cyberpunk 2077 details have been spilled by cd project reds john mame mames head of studio in krakow fuck i am not, i'm just i'm reading things i'm not pronouncing very well let me know in the comments cd project reds ambitious sci-fi rpg falls in the imperious uh footsteps of witcher 3 setting a lofty bar which you'd think would be nigh on impossible to match cd or uh, cyberpunk 2077 looks the real deal though whether you're a witcher fan or cyberpunk aficionado on the subject of the two games mame says mame said during his chat with 
on MSFT, wherever the fuck that is. Uh, that Cyberpunk 2077 and The Witcher 3 actually uh, kind of feels similar because at its heart, it's still an RPG. The main difference is the combat element, which is what I want to hear. I know I'm kind of inserting myself here already, but um, that's literally what I want Cyberpunk to be. I want it to be a deep RPG, but they introduce first-person mechanics, so just make that feel tight, make that feel good. But outside of that, I, I want the RPG experience. I want it to be an RPG first, an FPS second, and that's what it sounds like they're talking about. First-person shooter combat is the obvious differentiator, but outside of this fundamental change, the core loop of Cyberpunk 2077 may feel satisfyingly similar to Witcher fans exploring new areas, finding loot, trading with vendors, immersing yourself in the world, and yes, picking up plenty of juicy side quests, which, I've said this a million times on the channel, the Witcher 3 has some of the best side quests I've ever experienced in a game. They feel like individual, handcrafted, written stories, and I wish more developers would do that. Take a note, Ubisoft. Uh, let's see. Let's see. On the front, uh, or on that front, Mame Memes has said there are currently around 75 side quests known as street stories planned for Cyberpunk 2077, as well as a smattering of smaller activities and other busy work. Uh, so 75 side quests. That doesn't sound like a big number, but if they're done like The Witcher, they will be memorable. They will be uh, side quests that matter, things that actually... And they said originally, too, that side quests will affect your story. So if that's still true, which I hope it is, um, they'll have more weight to them. And they'll have choices, so you might do these side quests differently than I do them. So, uh, you know, take that as it is. And then they also said small smattering of smaller activities, which I'm sure like interactions, maybe not quite mini games, but some kind of thing, I don't know, and busy work, which uh, could be something as easy as like some guy has people you got to go fucking kill and shit, which would be a side quest, but more of an activity to get XP and money and shit like that, which would be pretty cool. Witcher 3 often, but not always, had excellent writing for its side content, and Cyberpunk 2077 sounds as if it'll be no different. In quotes, it says, we don't have any simulator stuff uh, or gameplay, uh, explaining Mames. Uh, in Witcher 3, we did the open world elements very late in the development process when we only had two or three people working on it or something. Now there's like 15 people doing these open world quests. Uh, that's quite that's quite interesting. That's that's very revealing. There are a couple of layers. There's a passive layer, which is the vendors. Then there's the STSs, which are street stories. Uh, I think there are around 75 street stories. Then there are minor activities as well. The street stories are like little quests. There's story, but there's not like advanced cinematic storytelling sequences so much. Uh, they're a way to explore the world and level up your character. If you're worried uh, all this content won't be handcrafted, fret not. Cyberpunk 2077 doesn't feature any randomly or automatically generated content. Thank you. That's awesome. Some games do it. It's fine. I get it. But with a game like this, I want the whole thing to just feel fucking... I mean, they've been, they've been spending this much time on this game. Show it off. Show off that, that work you put into it. It's all custom-made content by CDPR, specifically to make each feel unique. Thank the Lord Skyrim's Radiant Quests have never truly taken off. Well, okay. Um, yeah, so Cyberpunk. Uh, 75 side quests with some additional things to it. These are all handcrafted. Uh, I kind of already talked about this a bit with uh, with while reading it, but um, I this this is a big surprise to me. Um, 
this is what I want to hear. Like, The Witcher, I, I always praise it. Witcher 3 had awesome side quests, uh, stuff that I didn't feel like I was just doing for the reward or the experience. This will be the same. Cyberpunk is going to have a world that I'm going to want to explore. I want to get in deeper and, and just uh, have these experiences. And so knowing that they are doing the same thing with it when it comes to side quests is awesome. It's just more of what I want. Again, is 75 a lot? I don't know. Uh, I don't even know if that's not a lot. Uh, it seems like a decent number. Um, thinking about me going around doing 75 side quests, I'm going to do them. But that'll take some time, specifically when you're also doing that story and uh, these random encounters and, and little, as they say, busy work. I think it's going to be plenty, specifically if they can make it... Um, if they can have some longevity to this stuff. I don't know how long these will last, but I'm sure you'll be driving around the city, going to places, doing random things on these side quests. They said they're not going to be cinematic in the sense that you're going to probably have these immersive uh, parts, but I'm sure there will still be dialogue and a story that's been written. And uh, like I said, handcrafted quests, which uh, I, I swear, you know, I'm sure you can get an algorithm to think up random quests pretty pretty well that, that get the point across of complete this, deliver that, kill this. But uh, when you have people sitting there thinking about 75 individual quests and uh, placing everything where it needs to be and thinking about the arc of that story and the reward of it, um, it's going to be it's going to be good. It's going to be good. And I have no reason to doubt uh, CD Projekt Red. So, uh, yeah, not really. I mean, it's it's huge news to me, but, you know, if that's pretty straight up what it is, let me know in the comments. What do you guys think about Cyberpunk 2077's side quest? Do you think 75 is a good number? Do you think it's too little? Do you think it's too many? And uh, what do you think about it following a similar path as The Witcher 3? It's not a big surprise, but let me know your thoughts on that. And what do you think these busy works are going to be, these, these other things, uh, minor activities that are not going to be called street stories. Um, I still feel like they're going to have some kind of side quest feel to them, but they're going to be less story oriented. That's what I assume. Um, and yeah, let me know everything you think about when it comes to Cyberpunk 2077 in the comments below. But that's going to do it for this episode of Tasty Tuesday on Tasty Loot Gaming. As always, thank you for watching. Make sure to like and subscribe. If you enjoy this episode, make sure to check out our other episodes. Check us out on Tumblr, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok at Tasty Loot Gaming. Check out my streams. Links down below. I just recently streamed Final Fantasy XIV. It was a chill stream. We just kind of hung out, talked a little bit for like three hours. And it was fun. Uh, people in the community hung out, so it was good. And... Uh, we're on iTunes, Spotify, and the podcast platforms if you prefer to listen to us. And check out my Dean Takahashi interview. I'm really proud of that thing. So I want more people to see it. Share it, please. Uh, I think the things we discuss in that video are worth people hearing. Um, but yeah, my name's Seth. Until the next episode later this week, have a good one, guys, and take it easy.